Welcome back to another episode of N-Express Nintendo Podcast, the official Nintendo podcast of GoombaStomp.com. I'm your host, Cameron Daxon. Joining us, we have indie games editor Campbell Gill. I have no clever intro for this decidedly E3-less week. <laughs> Campbell is feeling despondent. Uh, that's okay. Also with us, we have games editor Mark Kalaroff. You know, Cameron, I've been playing so much Mario Strikers lately, and Hyper Strike Balls are all the rage right now, but you know it's not. <laughs> Tell me hairy ones that's right uh so first of all i just want to congratulate you on an excellent transition my friend uh, this uh actually i've yeah, got something new for you guys today so this episode of an express nintendo podcast is actually brought to you by manscaped the best company in men's below the belt waste grooming products are precision engineered tools for your family jewels manscaped's performance package the ultimate men's hygiene bundle uh we we just got an, uh, an ad deal with these guys and uh honestly like all jokes aside Super great product. Um, we've all been wearing the boxers and incredible. Super comfy. The boxers are fantastic. Like boxers are fantastic. Um, I've been uh, I've been using the. Uh, there's no other way to say it. The ball deodorant. Uh, and you know what? It smells great. Feels uh, you know no no chafing on my end. Um, the uh, the lawnmower trimmer is awesome. Um, honestly, it's great stuff. We we like it. Uh, so join over 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you, uh, offer from this podcast only, uh, 20% off and free worldwide shipping with this code STOMP, that's S-T-O-M-P, you can use that over at manscaped.com. Uh, so 4 million men worldwide, uh, that's about, what, 8 million hyperstrike balls, would you, would you say, Mark? That, that sounds correct. <laughs> uh, so now that we got that out of the way, um, Mark... Why don't we dive right into it? Since we're, since we're talking about balls and uh, kicking them, uh, <laughs> Mario Strikers, you've been playing the demo. So that game drops in just a couple of days here. Yes, but you've been, Friday. You said you've been this, yeah, just so coming this week, we're recording this on Tuesday, so that's coming on Friday. Um, impressions, thoughts? I have not touched this demo at all. Uh, okay, so since we're going to talk about it next week, I don't want to go sure. too deep into no, it. Oh, yeah, we'll just, we'll just I... get kind of, the, kind of the, the lay of the land. I'm going to 100% say it now. I think this will be the best Mario sports game on Nintendo Switch. Damn. Oh, even it's... better than Mario Golf Super Rush? Even better than <laughs> Mario Tennis? <laughs> I mean, the competition, you know, the competition is not too high. Even better than Switch Sports? <laughs> oh, man. My favorite now, Mario now we're, just being, now we're just being mean. Now we're just being mean. Um, no, but it's that's... very good. It's, it's very just charismatic and just what next level games has done with it they always do a great job but the animations in this game and the whole ui and just the setup and how fast the games play it's all looking so promising for the final product and i had a lot of fun just playing it online with randoms and the the only thing i'm really concerned about but i really have to play more of it because i didn't get to play too much of it was the 2v2 matches which sometimes i felt like were a little slower than the 1v1 and the 4v4s so We'll see how those play out. But, um, yeah, it's all looking really, really good. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Um, I know, I, I feel like late last week, I can't remember if this was on the recording or not, but uh, I feel like I was a little bit like, eh, I'm probably not going to play this game. I've been sort of turning it over a little bit more. Um, I don't know. I might I might, I might, might crack and, and end up picking it up this weekend. Obviously, mm -hmm. I'll, I'll let you guys know. Um, but uh, regardless, I'm excited to hear uh, more of your in-depth thoughts um who are we are we gonna try to get rick on or somebody yet to, to talk about that one uh i hope because he likes mario strikers <laughs> yeah, yeah, we, yeah we'll, we'll figure that out over the weekend uh campbell what about you did, you did you touch the demo at all i did not no i stayed away from those balls so <laughs> but because i had manscaped to take care of my own balls anyway we're go. done with that but yeah, <laughs> um no we're never done uh <laughs> just the entire episode awesome. this one long ad but no um <laughs> I, I've never been I, I never got into the Mario Strikers series like I didn't play the original ones um, so I don't have the same kind of nostalgia connection that a lot of people seem to have with uh, 
you know looking forward to this revival but uh it definitely looks great from what i've seen and from mark, what mark just described it sounds great so i may give it a shot i haven't quite decided yet but we shall see yeah i guess at the end of the day it all comes down to like do you know are you down to play online multiplayer or like do you have someone to play multiplayer with because at the end of the day the sports games are best of course uh with friends or family or or you know like a team um so that's kind of the <laughs> so for this intro we, we kind of talked a little bit around it um obviously it's would be e three week uh instead we have some summer games stuff in you know in the coming couple of days um lots of companies are doing short you know hour long half an hour long little little introductions or whatever like i think there's definitely going to be a nintendo one uh i think in the next couple of days maybe a week or two um with any luck it'll be announced during the middle of this recording like that's probably what will happen i could uh, totally see nintendo announcing that at 8 30 p.m on the tuesday that would be totally in character it would be very very nintendo to be like hey this direct's happening wednesday morning uh, i i don't think there will be a direct until after fire emblem three hopes releases until after why yes. after the reason i say after is because nintendo i feel like their promotion for both mario strikers and fire emblem has been very persistent lately and even Fire Emblem, supposedly a demo might be out like this week or next week. So I think they're going to try and push those games and then just sort of like, you know, skedaddle them from the spotlight and then go all in on a direct. That feels like the best uh, method. Unless if there's more to promote with, you know, with Fire Emblem. Mario Strikers, it's too late. <laughs> like unless sure. unless yeah. we have a direct this week, it's it's too late. They've been doing a lot of promotion for it. We had the impressions and people got their hands on and... Yeah, so there's there's not much to say on that end. But for Fire Emblem, you know, I could see them maybe doing something in a direct for it. But I just feel like they're going to get it out the door first and then go into promoting other games that are coming out. Especially Xenoblade and Live Alive. I mean, that's yeah. entirely possible. Um, I don't know. I also think that it could be possible for Nintendo to want to put out a direct before that, before Fire Emblem's Three Hopes comes out, to give it the most marketing push that it can because Nintendo does have a history of using directs to heavily promote relatively niche games or games that have just are like they're just coming out a week or two after the direct you know like we right. had that for example like one example if we're Nintendo promoting a niche game is E3 2018 opened with the announcement of Damon X Machina like that makes no sense to you know <laughs> open your biggest show of the year with some random game from Marvelous uh, and similarly there have been big directs before that are like I either a week before or after the release of other Mario sports games. So I don't know. I could absolutely see them going the other direction and spending an infuriating amount of time on a game that's either just going to come out in a few weeks or something that's just come out um, in the case of Three Hopes or with Strikers. So, Yeah, that, that does seem more along the line with something Nintendo would do. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess we'll find out. I'm, I'm, I think it'll... I think I don't know. I think there's... Like obviously there will be some kind of it's that it's that time of year. Like of course they're going to announce some kind of showcase of of some capacity. Um, what will be revealed in that showcase? You know, God only knows. Yeah, there's um, still like as much as this year is absolutely stacked for Nintendo, there are still some open questions. You know, like we mm -hmm. know that um, Scarlet and Violet are going to be the big holiday sellers, and we already have a release date for that. But we could absolutely do with more, you know, gameplay showcases and trailers, and it'd be prime fodder for a typical E3 Nintendo Treehouse Live or something similar to that. We also have some games like Bayonetta 3 that are supposedly coming out this year, and we haven't seen anything about them since last September, and a Direct would be a great place to show that off. Same with something right. like Advance Wars, which has been banished to hell because of uh, our world <laughs> yeah, going to hell as well. Yeah, mitigating <laughs> circumstances, shall yes. we say. Yeah, it's true. That would be a good opportunity to kind of be like, all right, we're you know, re-announcing this game. You know, yeah, I wonder. I wonder if, if something like that will happen. Um, well, so I think a Nintendo you know. Direct will happen. But you know who will have no announcements this week during what should be E3 week? Manscaped. Mm -hmm. Capcom. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I can guarantee you, Capcom. I don't know what 
Capcom has been doing after all these years, but they always do this weird show where it's like, we're going to talk about games that are already out or already announced. And it's like, yeah. why why are you doing this for 40 minutes? Like, what I, do you I'm possibly have weird. to talk about? I mean, yeah. To be fair, they did have some bigger announcements in other showcases, you know, like the PlayStation State of Play and stuff. So, like, they mm-hmm. did get some announcements in there. But you're right, I can't imagine that 40-minute presentation about stuff we already know is coming being a particularly enthralling viewing experience (laughs) (laughs) yeah well we could find out on june 13th uh when we all tune in to watch the capcom (laughs) showcase which is of course the 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 real focus of this show um Mm -hmm. so yeah I, i guess we'll i guess we'll all kind of uh stay tuned for for upcoming nintendo news um of course i would love some more you know, some more like Metroid Prime related news. You know, last last year we got Metroid Dread unexpectedly, so who knows? Maybe we'll get a little Metroid Prime. Um, the fact that they brought an F Zero game to the NES Online Expansion Pack, maybe that means something. No, it means nothing, but maybe it does. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it means nothing. No, I'm just twisting the knife at this point. Like, yeah, of course it means nothing. Um, Rick is just crying in his sleep, right? Now. Crying in his sleep as usual. Um, yeah. So yeah, I don't know. I, I wouldn't. And again, listen. Uh, would love any kind of uh, any kind of news regarding, you know, the Switch Pro. Of course, the upcoming uh, <laughs> this oh holiday season, goodness. the only game that can render Scarlet and Violet appropriately, the Switch Pro, the Nintendo uh, no. Switch OLED XL model. XL Featuring model. Dante from Devil May Cry. That's right, with a sticker in the corner. Yeah. Yes. Um, so yeah, I don't. I don't know. Listen, who, who the heck knows? Um, I will say, so, I don't know. as oh, sorry, uh, but before we completely, you know, either dash our hopes of a direct or look forward to one, we've got to appreciate the real star of pseudo E3 season, and that is, of course, the Wholesome Games Direct premiering yes. on oh. June 11th. <laughs> yes. Be there or be square. It is the best presentation of each E3 season. Somehow like, it is. It, is. So good. <laughs> it really Honestly, is. Honestly, yeah. I I, t- I watched about. Cause it was like hours long last year it was like three hours long or something. oh yeah it was a megalith um, last year. I, I i i tuned in for about half of it then i was like all right all these games are starting to look the same to me so i had to kind of stop watching but uh but yeah i'm looking forward there was a lot of games that were that were uh revealed during that that i ended up uh playing for for uh and writing about for the website um i'm mm-hmm. thinking of mm-hmm. garden story mm-hmm. um among others, but like a lot of games. Uh, oh hell, uh, uh, Toem for that matter. There was a lot of games that were like, "Huh, this looks great," and yeah. then like, lo and behold, they were they were great. And like, when the um, pass was around, and, yes, yes, and everyone's favorite on the show, Hoa, was also announced. <laughs> at I, I, listen, I I know we we all ripped on Hoa, but I I did enjoy it. I just didn't love the last twenty minutes of it. Y'all are um, horrifying. Uh, 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 and, and you know what? T- to that end, Campbell, uh, there actually is a Devolver showcase on. I think I'm about to say featuring Suda Fifty One mm-hmm. of all Incredible. people. Incredible! Yeah, I'm very excited for that. Yeah, really? yeah, yeah. Suda, Suda, uh, of course, will be there. Of course, um, the thumbnail yeah, Devolver's, for the Devolver's. Devolver's short film, and then we have some game announcements in between. <laughs> exactly, like, which honestly, that's I'd love it so much. I think it's great. Who um, watches the Devolver showcases for the games? Like you well, watch it for the gore, the violence, the satire, the, the satire on our society, the the the, uh, the woman eating three chili dogs uh, while staring <laughs> deadpan into the camera. Um, yep. One of my favorite things. Um, look, although, baby. listen, last year they announced Trek to Yomi. Which it came out, mm-hmm. and, and I think Brent wrote about it for the website, and yeah, that he was really, really good. Yep. Um, what else was announced at, uh, during the Devolver thing last year? Oh, um, D- uh, Demon Throttle, uh, oh, which yeah. is still not out yet. I would love an update on that. That was the game that was supposed to be a, a, a physical-only uh, Switch release for that kind of uh, arcade-style uh, pixelated game. That demon kissed my wife. I'm sure you remember that that iconic line. <laughs> Who something. could forget it? Um so yeah, I would love an update on that. Um, so yeah, they, uh, listen, there's, there's the Devolver. Devolver, like in my mind, never misses. Like the last time, every oh, yeah. every time I've played a Devolver game, I've been like, crap, this is this is incredible. So I'm looking forward to seeing what they what they announce um, during during that showcase this week. So I guess you know what? Listen, I know we started off kind of like there's nothing, there's no show, there's no E3, but you know what? There is some stuff to look forward to. Um, I'm I'm uh, more excited than I was at the start of this podcast um 
Anything else we want to kind of uh, 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 you know get excited about before we move on to our kind of our main our main thrust of the episode? Uh, there won't be a Banjo Kazooie remake. <laughs> no, I mean, no. yeah, I, we're, ne- I, I we're never going to get one. Never. But what if there is? No, then you'll have yeah. to tune in mm. to the Microsoft and Xbox and Bethesda and whatever it's called <laughs> oh, E3 presentation. Incredible, yes. Uh, so we'll make it there to see now. a car on stage. <laughs> finally, finally, I can see a car on stage. Um, that's my, my dream. Uh, so we'll we'll, uh, we'll table that discussion there. Obviously, lots to look forward to. Even if it's not like specifically a Nintendo Direct, there will probably be games that come out on the Switch announced at any any of these other indie showcases. Uh, so I'm sure we'll talk about that more next week. Um, and of course, lots to look forward to with Mario Strikers as well. We're gonna take a quick break. Don't forget to go over to Manscaped.com. Use our code STOMP STOMP for twenty percent off your order. Uh, and stay tuned. We'll be right back. So, uh, full disclosure, we we wrapped the podcast. We this is this is uh, Cameron Campbell and Mark coming to you after we've already done an hour of recording because we realized we left out a very important topic, and that is the combat trailer for Sonic Frontiers dropped, and we realized it would not be a, a true Nintendo podcast without us ranting and raving about the content of this trailer so i said in the last segment that we were going to talk about something emotional so here it is a very heated discussion about sonic frontiers combat demo trailer uh guys what the hell did we watch this past week cameron cameron (laughs) you know so the sonic trailer dropped you know what else dropped my soul my hope for humanity all dropped because look we had that first you know seven minute gameplay of sonic aimlessly just strolling throughout the world it's like wow that looks boring but maybe the combat looks good i was holding on for dear life to that one little sliver of hope and then we got this combat trailer and it was just like sega took a giant pair of scissors and just snip there is no hope for sonic anymore (laughs) this entire game is going to be just a slog fest it looks like like this i don't know who recorded this and thought this was a good showcase for the combat it was so campbell campbell there hasn't been hope for quite a while (laughs) no mark remember your own sonic cycle there was always one stage of hope and then sega and the cgi trailer yes Mm -hmm. exactly the cgi trailer the teaser trailer the movie whatever you want to call it and then sega has to do something to just mess it up and here you go so it it ain't looking good boys there you go (laughs) yeah uh mark yeah mark what, what were your what were your thoughts during this trailer i well the first one i thought looked like there was maybe hope yeah, like, the, I, we're talking about. I, the, I, I mean, didn't say it last time, but I thought the just the whole direction was kind of odd for like a Sonic game. Like I don't get why sure. they're doing. It literally looks like those tech demos that we used to see from like seven, eight years ago. Of those people be like, "Look what I made in Unreal Engine three, yes. and it's like Sonic and like this hill landscape." That's literally what this game reminds me of. And I don't want to insult those people, but at the time, eight years ago, fantastic tech demo of what could be. Uh, today, uh, this this is not what Sonic should be in. I don't understand this direction. It's just the whole thing is starting to look more and more off with each um, trailer, each, teaser each reveal. Looks like what are we what are we doing? I'm, I'm, it's just, I'm, I'm, I, I just don't think Sonic Team is a good developer. <laughs> I, I, I don't think I, they know what they're doing so. at this point. Like the main thing that I was thinking is I was watching this trailer was just one word. Why? 
Why has anything turned out the way that it is? Why do enemies take so many hits before they go down? Remember oh God, in Sonic guys, 1 where so you had hits. to jump on one enemy one time to kill it? Just one time, and there you go. And now why is each enemy like a boss battle? Like, that completely is, breaks up the pace. <laughs> why is each enemy an orb? Uh, why or are why we... are they balls? Why are they... <laughs> <laughs> is Sonic representing Manscaped in this Maybe, maybe, yeah, perhaps. perhaps yeah. Uh, Sonic Frontiers brought to you by... Uh, no. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, so... Oh, man, I'm, I'm watching it right now as we're talking. I have it on mute kind of in the background here. And, like, guys... Every every encounter is like a minute and a half long. It's and, so I bad. And, and who knows? Maybe 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 Sonic like gets upgrades to let him kind of bust through guys. Like I would oh hope. God. But even then, but it's but the you kind of thing where that's, be upgrading for that's that. That's what I'm saying. That this should is, be the that, That's like that's like terrible game design when uh -huh. it's like, hey, you know this thing that you should be able to do from the start. What if we let you unlock it ten hours into the game? And it's looking <laughs> to me like that's gonna be the case here. How did, how did we get to this point? Like, wasn't, like, you look at Sonic Generations and Sonic Colors, and it's like, yeah. I thought that was a step in the right direction. But Sonic like, Generations is a great... How did we get here? <laughs> I, I, I would love if they remastered that game for Switch. Sonic Generations is so good. Mm -hmm. um, oh, God, I'm, I'm watching this trailer right now, and just like, man, this is... It's unfortunate. But, and, of course, but... and, of course, on Switch, you know it's not oh. going to look... Don't even smooth. bother with it. <laughs> and it doesn't even look smooth running on whatever this trailer is showing it on. Yeah. Like, and you know, you said you were watching it on mute right now, right, Cameron? Yeah. That is the ideal way to watch this. Because frankly, the most soul-crushing thing about this is watching it with the sound on, watching this huge boss battle that should be epic, and you just have some quiet, tinkly piano music playing in the background while Sonic <laughs> is fighting this giant monster. Where I did this happen? Yeah. Sonic, Sonic is about Sonic. butt rock. It's Sonic. about Crush 40 and yeah. intense synths. Why do we have this random ambient piano music? Are you sure it's... Campbell, are you sure that Sonic's not about dodge rolling and awkwardly walking in a circle around an enemy to create a blue... Because <laughs> that, that's what, to me, Sonic has always been about, is mm -hmm. slowly walking around an enemy to create a blue circle around them. The then, most iconic God. Sonic move, of course. Oh God, it's weird. I don't like it. It's just... God, the more I watch this trailer, the sadder I get. And, like, <laughs> and again, like, I think the concept is solid. Like, blitzing around a huge area. Like, what a fun idea. But it just doesn't look like it's going to execute on that. Yeah, the oh, concept boy. is legitimately great. But as Sonic Team has done time and time again, they've had a good idea, or at the very least an inoffensive idea, and just run it directly into the ground. It's just, man. I mean, again, we shouldn't be too pessimistic because none of us have played the game yet. It's, but it's hard to have. Uh, yeah, it's hard to have any hope based on what we've seen so far, though. Right. Uh, Mark, any final thoughts about the Sonic uh, Combat gameplay trailer? I told Campbell this before we started recording, but I don't understand why they don't just like make like this type of game is totally fine, but I don't get why they're using like these realistic atmospheres when you have stuff like Green Hill Zone and you know, they made these the original Sonic games were like these dynamic atmospheres and they had like the loops and the hills and like they were made for Sonic's movement. And this just looks, it looks like a, it nice. is a tech demo. Like, I understand this game is an alpha, but everything between, you know, just the way it looks to the the awkward guardrails just hanging off everywhere. And, like, I understand, like, older Sonic games did that, but, you know, Sonic Adventure 2 and Sonic Adventure, with the technology they had back then, even they were able to make these atmospheres sort of dynamic with the way they incorporated these elements to make it feel natural like you look at a level like city escape and it, it just feels natural how sonic is able to just like grind rail and stuff in these environments and i know people are like oh they got to get away from the human environments but at, at the very least they made sense in like the context right. and here it just feels like i have no idea what's going on um guys here's here's what i want you to do for me is uh, i want you to go to youtube um, and, and, and pull up the combat gameplay IGN trailer, um, which currently, I, I know they don't show dislikes anymore, which is fine. Uh, but I want you to go to minute 550, hmm, 551, um, until about, hmm, 
Give me a second here. 551 to 557. And just, like, if that doesn't encapsulate the entire experience of, of watching this trailer, uh, I think I think that's just about, just about covers it. Uh, <laughs> which is Sonic... Exploding? Sonic, just Sonic just plummeting face first into the ground with... After he like, attacked the air. After he attacked the air. Which is just about, that's like, that's like our hopes and dreams. Just like falling face first, splatting on the ground. <laughs> um, and uh, listen, I would love to be wrong. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I would love to be proven wrong. I would love this game to run smoothly and be really fun and like feel fast and, and sonic-y. Like I would, listen, I'm, I am an optimist at heart. I would love to be proven wrong about this game. But I think so far, oh boy, uh, looking rough. Um, so that's our little insert uh, ranting about Sonic Frontiers combat, which that trailer dropped over the weekend. And uh, not great, Bob. So anyway, back to the show, <laughs> back to our regularly scheduled episode uh, for a, a much more thoughtful and considered discussion about uh, a couple of very emotional games. So thank you so much for letting us indulge with this little Sonic Frontiers cutaway here. Anyway, back to it. Thank you so much. And we're back. So uh, uh, the second half of the show is going to be kind of a kind of a looser a looser topic list. Normally we have like a little opening topic. We talk about the big game we've been playing, and then we try to close it off with any spotlight. Um, this time this time around, uh, Campbell and I are going to get into our feelings a little bit uh, because we both played the indie game Behind the Frame, uh, which has the subtitle "The Finest Scenery," which is extremely funny to me uh but also kind of along those lines um in terms of like emotional indie games we also i've i have been playing uh life is strange true colors uh which is a game that came out last fall fall of 2021 um and just i thought it might be interesting uh, to kind of talk about like you know what is what games sometimes they make you have emotions and what does that feel like uh so yeah, so it may, you know, it may be a little unconventional, but I thought it might be interesting to talk about. Mm-hmm. So uh, uh, we came on this game because this game came out, uh, I'm sorry, we're talking about Behind the Frame now. Behind the Frame came out last summer. This is a game, this is a mobile game. I think it was an Apple Arcade original. Am I, I might be wrong about that. I don't know. Uh, I, I know it was on mobile and PC first. Mobile and PC. Fair enough. Um, so it was on mobile and PC, and then they've been working. Uh, the the developer had been working to port it to other systems. And just uh, just a week ago, it was announced for, uh, or rather, it was released for every system under the sun, including, of course, the Nintendo Switch. So uh, Campbell, indie games editor extraordinaire, was able to yes, get sir. me a code, and I messaged him that night, being like, "Yo, I I beat this game. It took me an hour." Uh, it's super good. You should check it out. Um, and I specifically mentioned, because I knew this would work on Campbell, because I'm very manipulative. I was like, oh, Campbell, you know what this game reminded me of was when the past one was around. <laughs> and Campbell just responded, sold, uh, which was which was great. He speaks um, the truth. You can just say that anything is like when the past was around and I'll be sold. You can say this burger reminds you of when the past was around and I'd be like, I'm sold. Absolutely. <laughs> Which is a like, game Campbell, that I'm... more people should play, by the way. Every, listen, I, I agree. When the past was around, fantastic game. But that's not what we're talking about right now. We're talking about <laughs> behind the frame. Uh, so, Campbell, you want to talk about the structure of this game a little bit? Um, mm-hmm. Just to kind of kick things off? Yeah. This game completely caught me off guard because i went into it expecting one thing and then an hour later when i rolled credits i realized i had experienced something totally different from what i could have 
possibly imagine basically so right. behind the frame as you might might guess from the extraordinarily clever title you play as a painter and you start to look <laughs> behind the frame and see what goes into making a painting you it plays out in the first person perspective it's basically like um a point and click adventure game played from the first yeah. person you can just wander around your beautiful little apartment you can turn on a cassette listen to nice music you can try and just find your paints and start painting beautiful pictures but then you know it starts out as almost feeling like a slice of life kind of game but yeah, the so, more you play through it the more uh, something starts to emerge from it and yes. i'll let you take over cameron oh uh, yeah no i was gonna say um so uh, two things i want to touch on uh we're probably gonna spoil this game because mm-hmm. again it's literally an hour long. It's like I think oh, no. to have any sort of meaningful conversation about it, like we're gonna spoil this game. Yeah. So if you if you, this is a game you want to play behind the frame, it's on everything. You can get it on everything. Uh, so Cameron, if this is a game yeah. that what, what if I'm one of those you, people? Oh well, then, then, <laughs> you, then Mark, you get should, off this podcast. You should you should leave, bro. No, um, well, okay, we'll we'll avoid like major spoilers, but we'll get into some of the themes. Uh, I think is what we'll say. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I would also say this. I think it's. Uh, the narrative has kind of a light touch, so I think maybe everybody will read something a little differently into it. Yes, absolutely. Um, so it's like we're not going to get like we won't get like and then this happens and then this happens and then that happens. Like we'll we'll try to keep it kind of light, uh, but mm-hmm. we'll, we'll get into this kind of some of the themes of it if that's okay with you, Mark. Um, yeah, yeah, that's fine. That's fine. So and, and the other thing I was going to say was um, speaking speaking of Mark, uh, uh, <laughs> Mark's messages me and Campbell and goes oh behind the frame. Cameron, you should get this game. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, Mark, I'm already on it. I have been aware. I already I cats, cats, Studio Ghibli, Paint. I was like, point and click. This, this is Cameron. There yeah, is a me. freaking it's... adorable chunky cat in yeah, this game. The cat is very chunky. Um, mm-hmm. So the moral so, yeah, of the so... story is just that we all know each other's gaming taste very which, well. On which, this show. And, and listen, and I think that's beautiful. Um, so I, let's let's continue down that path. Um, we, I actually, Mark, now that you bring it up. Um, the the animation this game doesn't have a lot of animation but it does have some uh, it has like kind of like intro outro stuff like between scenes there's like some animated bits that are only you know maybe a couple seconds long 10 seconds long but they are gorgeous 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 animation mm-hmm. very as you said mark very studio ghibli um, and even it's it's just like it's very simple it's like the painter sitting at her easel doing some motions back and forth maybe pausing and looking out the window or taking a sip of her tea or whatever it is but it's like I would watch an entire movie of that animation style and I get that that's obviously like prohibitively expensive for a lot of indie studios but it's like the the, the animation is really really beautiful uh, the the entire game is not in that style sadly mm-hmm. um yeah, a lot of it is 3D and in like an almost 3D space, basically. It's it's uh, it's interesting. There, yeah. There's kind of a blend. There's kind of a blend of styles going on here because again, you're in this first person perspective. Um, you're you know you're clicking on stuff like you you're you're using the mouse or you know I guess your controller if you're if you're playing on Switch. I, I played it on Switch using entirely the touchscreen, which was really I loved that honestly. Mm-hmm. Just like holding the switch in one hand and just and just using the touchscreen. Like I, I very rarely get to do that and it was very relaxing to me. More switch um, games need to support the touchscreen. I ugh, man, I, I wish that I could Campbell listen, I know you're at um, NOA right now. Can you just like bang on the door and be like, listen, more <laughs> more touchscreen games, please. That's what the, I've been doing. Been... I've been hiding under Doug's desk, just kind of yeah. whispering and being like touchscreen. Yeah, nice. thank you. Good. Yeah. Okay, God. I just wanted to make sure you were on that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, totally. So yeah, I played it entirely in test screen, and um, uh, to kind of go back to the, the kind of the, the mishmash of, of art styles going on here. So the it's like a, you're like looking around like a static environment, right? Like you're looking around this very beautifully rendered apartment, um, but then when you when you find something you can interact with, it's often kind of like not like outlined, would you say, Campbell? But in kind of like a it pops more, like it pops off the background. Yeah, that's the best way to describe it. It's not like it's glowing yellow, like please click me, but you can right. just notice when something can be touched and when something is just. It's very, a it's very image. distinct, like yeah. the, the things that are interactable um, versus like the kind of like the not not pre-rendered, but kind of the more like artistically rendered stuff. It's like okay, that's clearly an asset that I can click on. Like, mm-hmm. like you go to one of the, one of the the slice of life portion, which honestly I, I like loved that. I wish there was a little more of that in the game. Uh, oh yeah, the kind of absolutely. The slice of life thing. It's at the very start of the game um, where you turn, the, you know, you turn the game on, you have this beautiful little animated intro 
And then the character's like, all right, let me just check my to-do list. And it's just a little sheet of paper off to the side of you. You can look at it. It has four things on it. Make breakfast, make coffee, play music, and... Or no, no, what is it? It's uh, uh, make breakfast and coffee, play mm-hmm. music, uh, paint, and check your email, or something like yeah, that. Write, write it, specifically, you play as an artist who's writing an email to an art gallery and applying to be one of their in-house artists, basically. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Um, so... Uh, and it's not like the objective list pops up in the corner where there's a big glowing arrow that points you to, like, don't forget, I got to make it. And your character's not like, hmm, I bet I would paint better if I ate my breakfast. Like, not, like you know what I mean? It's like none of that. It's just like you see the piece of paper off in the corner and it's like, huh, okay, I guess I'm supposed to do these four things. Then it's kind of like up to you, the player, to kind of like look around your apartment and, and, and find out what that means. Um, and it's just so beautiful when you make your breakfast too. Like specifically making breakfast is one of my favorite parts of the game it's uh, because of you know the way you just like oh let me pick up my eggs, cracking in the pan, turn on the oven. You know, once I finish cooking the egg, pour the egg into the plate, get my toast, and then you just tap your egg and toast, and you just hear like much, 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 boom. And the sound oh, design bites. is so good in this game. Like it's like, really the it's crunch, like... the footsteps, the music, the ambient Supr- noise, they... everything is great completely agree um so yeah so they have the kind of the slice of life portion at the beginning and it's kind of like okay like you kind of get a sense of like who this person is and like what what their life is all about um there's a there's a neighbor across in the apartment across from you that you kind of like you're looking in on hey how's it going and you know they don't respond it's like a grumpy old man who's also a painter uh however his adorable cat does jump into your apartment you have to kind of chase the cat around um and of course when i say chase the cat around again you're not like controlling an avatar or anything like you see paw prints appear, and you can kind of like look at them and follow them in your first-person perspective. No, literally, what you're doing is like you see the the paw prints, and you see the paw prints lead to your kitchen, and you're like, "Oh, I should stop chasing this cat and instead make breakfast right now." And then you mm-hmm. can just make your breakfast, make your eggs and toast while a cat is presumably destroying your apartment. Which I just <laughs> thought was really funny. <laughs> it's pretty cute. Um, so yeah, so then as the game goes on, it does. It, it, there's like you have this kind of slice of life thing going on. Kind of the main thing that you keep returning to is after you do your little objectives is the thing that you're always returning to is going back to your art piece that you're supposedly submitting to this um, exhibition. So like the thing you're, you're always doing is going back to your easel and being like, okay, um, I got to put the yellow in, I got to put the red in, whatever. Um, So what you're trying to do kind of the meta objective of this entire game is like find your paint colors find your tubes of paint so you can finish your art um uh, your art submission um but the way you the way you're finding those colors is this is where the the titular behind the frame aspect comes in is you're like oh man yellow oh where, where, where did i leave that yellow oh right it's kind of i think i used it in this yellow field that i painted so you find like one of your old paintings and like click on it and next thing you know like your first person perspective is like going into this painting with this beautiful yellow field. And it's like, oh yeah, I remember the day I painted this painting and I was with my boyfriend and I used this, you know, we, we set up shop on an outside field and, and it's like, it kind of turns into this whole other thing. Um, and it to me, that was kind of the, the best part of the game is, is sort of this like extra layer that's added once you start like, dipping into the paintings that your character has made in the past uh did that like land with you campbell when you started doing that kind of stuff oh yeah because like like i kind of hinted at earlier i came into the game expecting something very specific i thought that it would be kind of akin to as you mentioned when the past was around a very melancholic game that's filled with beautiful art and about how an artist or a creative person gradually uses their passions to recover a lost passion or love from the earlier days of their life or something like that so i was like oh she's painting to remember her lost love or something to that effect but the more i played the game and the more the 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 backstory unfolded the the more environmental hints and changes and all this kind of stuff started pouring through the game the more it just started to kind of boggle my mind a little bit where i was like wait where is this going after all because it does a great job of like you were alluding to kind of baiting and switching on it where you think oh it's one thing but now you know, you don't know what to do with this random note that you found in your apartment from somebody named Jay to somebody named Amber. Who is this Amber person? You know, and then mm-hmm. you start to put the pieces together and it just keeps building up until it's like this mystery in a way. 
and the game keeps on going in different directions. Like it's divided into, I think, six total very short chapters. The very first, short chapters, the yeah. first two, like you mentioned, are just nice, normal slice of life. Things take a radical turn starting in chapter three. Um, like it takes a dramatic change of pace. The tone, I don't want to say it turns like spooky or horror themed or anything, but it gets quite ominous, I would say, which is a bit jarring from what the the first two parts of the game would suggest. Yeah, there's and then a, there's a it just yeah. keeps going from there. Yeah, the shift in tone is is really interesting, and that's and that's kind of where I wanted to connect the experience of playing this game with. Um, with Life is Strange True Colors, is that, like, hmm. similarly... Again, I, like, very this smooth. is a game that... Go ahead. Oh, I was just saying it's very smooth, that's all. <laughs> uh, thank you, thank you. Uh, it, becomes, <laughs> it becomes smoother the more we the more we uh, interrupt the show and talk about it, right? Um, <laughs> that's a note to myself. <laughs> uh, this is a game that perhaps we will talk more about in the future. Uh, Mark uh, has a copy, so he might uh, put some time mm-hmm. into it. But... Specifically in regards to Behind the Frame and linking it to Life of Strange True Colors, a game that starts off with one tone and then has a shift in tone pretty early on that really starts to di- completely change the way I, I was experiencing the game. Um, True Colors, if, you, if you've ever played any of the Life of Strange games, and I know that um, people who are fans of Goombastan, people who are fans of, of this podcast... Uh, uh, the, the editor in chief of the website, Ricky D, he loves the Life of Strange games, and I think rightfully so. There, there's some of some of the best narrative experiences um, out there. If it may perhaps not, how do I how do I frame this? Very like emotionally uh, uh, full and rich. Perhaps not the most like tightly written stories or like best performed stories. But incredibly, like the, the, whatever they're doing, the, the the Life is Strange people, they are tapping into something. They're tapping into like real emotion, um, and I, I don't know whether it's through the writing or the voice acting or the the way the music interacts with the animations or what. But like something about the Life is Strange games is like perfectly tuned to elicit a certain type of emotion, at least to me. Um, perhaps these games don't work for everybody, but for for me, True Colors is, is like hitting I'm like a puddle every time I turn this game on like whether it's it's the, the themes of the game which which deal with the you know, heartache and like family and siblings and parents like really big like universal themes and then married with this truly unbelievable voice acting and performance uh from the main characters it just conspire to really emotionally overwhelm me um and I, I, it was funny going right from behind the frame, which has a pretty, like, a pretty killer last 10 minutes, I would say. Oh, yeah. That, that really do, like, as you as you said, Campbell, not, not to be like, oh, the twist, but, like, it really does kind of like, oh, oh, it really recontextualizes um, everything that came, you know, leading up to that, oh, those it, last it couple of scenes. It absolutely does. Like, honestly, yeah. the, the moment I went to that, that climax of the game basically and again not mm-hmm. to say anything particular for spoilers because it's really something that you should experience yourself in order to get the full impact of it but right. the moment like it clicked the entire game everything i just played over the past hour was completely recontextualized and like i i just started crying right then <laughs> like yeah it was like surprising how touching it was a game through which i've been relatively stone-faced throughout the whole time like i was like oh this is pretty but i'm not feeling like it's not tugging my heartstrings or anything but then the moment right. i understood what it was all really about i was like wow and then i realized how truly finely tuned this entire plot was that every little trace every little environmental detail up to that ending was just building up towards that and even yeah. the things that didn't make sense at first the dramatic tonal shifts the mysterious little things left all over the place suddenly it all made sense in that one moment like the the payoff was really extraordinary those kinds of emotional moments you don't really get a lot in games not in that same kind of impact i don't think so it was really a remarkable remarkable uh, experience uh yeah i'm 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 right there with you and and uh i would encourage like if you if that like kind of shift in tone worked for you i would really and i know i i bugged you about this over the weekend camel but i would really <laughs> recommend checking out um life is strange true colors because it does some similar moves um, of like, okay, you think it's about this one thing mm-hmm. and then like something happens where it's like, oh my God, no, it's actually about this whole other thing. And it's like, 
I don't know. It really worked for me. Um, and again, anchored by... Sorry, I need to look up the voice actor's name because she is truly incredible. Um, the main uh, character... Her name is Erica Marie, or Erica Mori, um, a voice actor who, who voices the main character, Alex, in Life is Strange, uh, True Colors. Like, like powerhouse performance. Like, And again, this game is from last year, so obviously she's not going to be like, you know, Game Award, best performance or whatever like that. But it's like, I was truly struck by by just what a phenomenal job this this, uh, this actress was doing and, and really bringing me into the world of the game. Um so I don't know. Uh, it's been a very emotional week in games for me, I guess, is all I'm trying to say. Um, especially uh, pairing it with uh, <laughs> the the opposite emotion uh, that I've been playing with, which is I've been playing a lot of Sekiro Shadows Die Twice, uh, <laughs> which is truly the opposite of, like, I just want to have, like, a nice, mellow, emotional time instead of, like, oh, my God, I want to break my <laughs> controller in half. Um, so it's been nice to kind of delve into these... these uh, a little more slower-paced, independent games, and be like, oh, mm-hmm. wow, like, feelings are good to have. And it's just, it's just nice to let loose every now and then. I don't know. Um, I guess it depends what kind of experience you're looking for with, with games. I was talking with a buddy last week about, like, like why do why do you like video games? What, what's the reason you play games? And, and he and I were both kind of of the opinion that we like playing games to, to get immersed in a world, um, whether that's through story or through, like, really, like, it like draws you in the gameplay or something like that. But we, we kind of like the feeling of, of like being invested in what is happening in the world of the game. Um, and I think behind the frame, like it does, it does a neat little trick of even again, it's a short game, but even in the space of, you know, 45 minutes, an hour, you know, hour 15, however long it takes you to beat it, you really are going to kind of be like, what's, what's going on? I'm, I'm, I'm invested. And then the way it kind of flips it on the player is is pretty pretty deftly done, um, I would say. And um, yes. and again, may, maybe we'll get into this in the future uh, if if either of you gentlemen pick up Life is Strange. But I think it does something very, very wonderful uh, in a similar capacity. You sold um, me on behind the frame. But the question is, do I play that before I play Life is Strange? I mean, you <laughs> could play it before you go to bed tonight. Like yeah, that is very. You true could play game. it literally whenever you want. You could play it before you get your morning coffee or anything. Yeah. Like that's the it's, nice it's, thing uh, about it. It's so short. You can play it in one sitting, which really is the ideal way to experience it. Uh, just like right. the entire I, thing I, in one moment. And I should say, I, I was not anticipating playing this game in one sitting. Um, I was like. Because oftentimes when when uh, when we get a code for review, um, kind of my, I'm sure we all have our different processes with it. But it's it, for me, it's like okay, I'm gonna check it out as soon as possible to kind of get a feel for how like how how long is this gonna take? How 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 deep is this game? And for behind the frame, fired it up, uh, did that kind of opening section. It was like oh okay great, this is this is great. This is kind of bopping along. And then like next thing I knew, I was done with the game. It just like it really it like blinked and and the and the game was over, mm-hmm. um, so it was uh, an unexpected delight to to uh, to sit and and play through the entire game in yeah. one sitting. Uh, should... Life is strange is a lot longer, uh, Mark. It's it's divided up into into larger chapters or acts, yes. which mm-hmm. which will take at least you know, I think at least I don't know two hours each. I would say maybe longer. Yeah, I I looked it up before, and the game is about twelve hours. Yeah, so that one's a little more a little more hefty, and and there and there's like choices you can make. There's like alternate endings and stuff like that. So it's Life is Strange is is definitely a more robust um, experience, especially because um, you're not just kind of clicking through stuff. You're gonna want to sit and listen to the voice acting and 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 agonize over each little choice and you know find all the collectibles and that kind of stuff. Like you're, you're gonna want to do that with that game. So it's definitely a, a little bit of a longer um, experience. Mm-hmm. Um, but that said, behind the frame, really, really won me over, and uh, was not expecting to uh, to enjoy um, a a game of of that length uh, so much. Like I, I always, I'm always pushing that game should be shorter and uh, more impactful. Like get in, get out, and this one definitely fits that bill. Mm-hmm. Um, and Campbell, I'm, I'm glad you were able to uh, to dip into it as well. Um, oh yeah, maybe you know maybe if if Mark plays it, we can we can get into the kind of the 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 big emotional twist at the end, but uh, I don't know if you said yeah. this before, but does behind the frame have voice acting? It no. does. Well, it does. It kind of does. Well, the thing is, there 
there is very little dialogue in this game to begin with. Gotcha. But sometimes you'll hear your character say something like, oh, over there, the painting, or something like that. But it's <laughs> right. very, very little. And the only I would real call it... dialogue you get is, like, written messages that you find. Or, right. like, in one of the cutscenes, actually kind of treat it like a silent movie where you see the character yes. doing something. Then it switches over to the text saying, hello, over there. Um, so it's very gotcha. much not, like, voice acting focused. I was going to say, is it emotional in the way that Studio Ghibli films have, like, those quiet time moments where those are, like, the cutscenes in this game? Or are they, like, a lot mm. is going on? I'd say it kind of is... Um, like you don't have a lot of those like really focused cinematic moments like you would have in a Studio Ghibli movie. Like we mentioned, there's not a lot of cutscenes in the game, but I will say towards the end, like the there's a final set piece that they have in there that really does, to me at least, have a, a similar feeling to like say in the in Studio Ghibli movies where the character starts flying. Like you know what what I'm talking about? Like those big free oh yeah of course beautiful moments <laughs> where the story starts to everything makes sense, everything feels like it's coming together. Like it kind of felt like that to me so it does get give those general vibes even if there's not a lot of space for it to do that right um yeah i, I, I would agree with you in, in that regard campbell I, I would call it uh mark i would call it incidental voice acting um gotcha. it's, it, it's mm-hmm. not like you're listening for the you know you're not you're not like uh it's not like scenes with with multiple characters and everybody's mm-hmm. you know you know, it's not like not like that. Does um, it have a good soundtrack? The oh, previous? the soundtrack is so good. The sound, yeah, I was the soundtrack, it's fantastic. Like it yeah, starts out with it being, uh, Cameron. What's the term for music that is actually in the environment? Like not a oh, uh, diegetic. Uh, there you go. Mm-hmm. It starts with it being diegetic music, where the, it's true. You have to as a character, you put the cassette tape into your little player, and then it starts playing just smooth jazz and piano and stuff. Gotcha. And so, so nice. But then obviously, as the story moves on, the music takes a drastic turn, which definitely facilitates uh, the emotional cadence of the story. So it's really good. Who's the publisher behind this one? Uh, it is Akupar. a publisher I'd never heard of. Uh, Akupar is a publisher, but the developer is somebody I'd never heard of. A small, small, small Taiwanese studio. Gotcha. Uh, we'll um, say that, yeah, it's a Taiwanese studio. Um, let me actually look, look them up right now. Before I, before I was skimming your review, and I thought it said uh, Annapura Interactive. <laughs> no, did, it's not um, an Annapurna no, yeah. game, no. Yeah, um, Akupara, yes. Uh, the Taiwanese developer is Silver Lining Studio. Which and I think this is their first game, but I could be wrong about that. As far as I'm aware, it is. Yeah. Yeah. Which, like, hey, good job. <laughs> yeah, good start. Yeah, pretty good <laughs> debut. Yeah. I will yeah. say that uh, the fact that they are not native English speakers sometimes shows through in the game's writing, sure. which is uh, not a particularly great. Which is a great thing because there is not much writing in the game to begin with. So right. fo- when it focuses on the aesthetics, that's where it's at the best. I'm so. I'm, I'm kind of right there with you, and uh, and again, I know we've been kind of gushing over like oh my god uh uh the gameplay itself is pretty simplistic again it's designed for a mobile you know what i mean so uh, when i say i play it on a touch screen like that's because there's not like you know you have to do like crazy button presses or anything like that like you can get through a lot of the um a lot of the action just with a swipe of a finger you know tapping on stuff um sometimes you'll have to like scrub back and forth to like do a little charcoal painting or, or anything like that but it's mm-hmm. it's not like uh you know you don't have to like use your brain to like oh my god how do i solve these super intense puzzles <laughs> yeah. it's, it's not it's not like that kind of game you know it's more more you're kind of more along for the ride so long um, as you have basic awareness of your environment each puzzle will be a complete piece of cake for you you know gotcha. yeah I, I would say so yeah um but again i, I think that i think the the closest comparison at least for something that we've talked about on the show before um would be when the past was around um yes. where it's like beautiful music beautiful art um, puzzles that like are engaging but not too difficult overall mm-hmm. um, but overall a very lovely experience so yeah if, if you if you liked indie games like that uh, then you will probably like behind the frame um, and and again um, hit me pretty emotionally and uh, hopefully you know maybe that can tie into a larger conversation about uh, life is strange one of these days um, because I, I think that is Again, even though we're coming to that game about eight months, nine months too late, um, it really is doing something for me. So I, I hope we can talk about that more on the show. I think it's really good. Um, I guess we should probably call it there. A little bit of a shorter episode, unless there's anything else we want to, any other indie spotlights or anything we want to touch on before we call it a night. 
Why is it that the pastor around is like never on sale? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I've had it on my wish list for the longest time. Oh, that's always hard. Yeah, it's, uh, I don't know, man. You'd think around this time of year, I feel like indie games tend to go on sale just because, you know, E3 time, people are always mm-hmm. checking their, you know, checking their Switch. Um, so who knows? Maybe it'll maybe it'll come on sale soon. Oh, apparently there's a big Shantae sale. That's exciting. There is, yes. Mm-hmm. Well, you see, when the past was around, doesn't go on sale for the same reason why Breath of the Wild doesn't go on sale all that often. You don't Quality need to product. cheapen the price of art. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there you go. Perfect. Some of us have too much to play, Campbell. <laughs> and some of us appreciate beauty. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Yeah, we, uh, me and Campbell, uh, true beauty appreciators unlike mark who hates beauty mm-hmm. <laughs> of course of course no, yeah yeah we've always mm-hmm. said this about mark um i love so games I that look dark and gritty and have a muddy right. color palette yeah <laughs> like only. mario strikers <laughs> that's right actually the new um, one's really colorful that was part of the irony yes yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you, oh, su- just... you successfully acknowledged my joke good job mark well yeah. the original ones had like a very muddy and grainy uh palette to them actually yeah that was another layer of the joke mark it's uh, like an got, onion gotcha, there's multiple gotcha. layers to this joke that's right wow very very uh, incredible very <laughs> indeed yes very good. Uh, all right, so we'll call it there before we get too off the rails. Uh, next week, I'm sure we'll talk about uh, Pinball, uh, the the uh, NES online game that dropped last week. Uh, <laughs> game of the year, 2022. Game of the year. Uh, no, uh, no. Well, obviously, we'll talk about Mario Strikers and uh, anything else that comes to mind. Hopefully, there will be a Nintendo Direct announced sooner rather than later and get us all hyped for the coming summer. Uh, until then, uh, I've been your host, Cameron Dax, and you can find some of my writing over on Goobastop.com, including, of course, a indie snippet about... Uh, I almost said when the past was around, but Campbell wrote that one. Uh, an indie snippet about Behind the Frame, uh, which I played on Switch and greatly enjoyed. I'm over on Twitter at Action Daxon, and Mark, where can people find you? Find me at the Markel, that of course is Mark with the C, Cal with the K. You can find me over on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, right now, up on the website, I haven't been able to publish anything new lately, but I can't talk about what I'm working on right now. But I can talk about one thing I've been writing up, which is Splatoon, the story so far, which is oh, awesome. absolutely ballistic. <laughs> it's uh, the yes. best way to describe it. That story is, I don't know if you know the whole thing, but it's insanity. Which uh, we'll talk about it eventually. We we definitely we should talk about that when we're closer to when Splatoon uh, three is is dropping. But uh, but yeah, every, every time I hear about like a piece of story or, or lore from Splatoon, I'm like that, that that sounds that sounds fake. <laughs> like no way. Um, Good old so Nintendo to, apocalypse lore. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Yeah. Cannot cannot wait to hear more about that. Um, anything else you want to plug, uh, Mark? Uh, Kenobi over on TiltMagazine.net, yes. our sister yes, site, yes, yes. every Wednesday. Awesome. Um, great. And Campbell, where can people find you? You can find me over at GoombaStomp.com. That's where I have all of my indie games writing. Uh, you can find a written review of Wonder Boy Collection, which, as we discussed last week, is a wonderful game and a not-so-wondrous package. So go and give that a read. And upcoming next weekend, you can find a new indie game spotlight up on the site. And if you want to learn a little bit more about that When the Past Was Around game that we incessantly keep gushing about, check out my review from a few <laughs> years back. Why not give some old content a boost? You know, we can always use the clicks. Um, and if not? you want to give my socials a click you can find me on twitter at campbell s gill uppercase csg excellent excellent uh speaking of wondrous packages uh thank you once again to our sponsor manscaped uh, again for the third time just gonna throw that code out there uh if you use our code stomp that's s-t-u-m-p over at manscaped.com and get 20 percent off your order and like for real the product is really really good the boxers we've all been wearing them incredibly comfortable and uh listen guys clean yourselves up uh, we all appreciate it, and of course, if you are, uh, you know, if you have a partner, I'm sure they appreciate it too, more than you would know. Uh, N-Express is also on social media. We are on Twitter at N-Express Nintendo, and of course, we are available to download, rate, review, and all that good stuff on the podcast platform of your choice. More engagement helps more people find the show, helps us keep making the show. So, you know, help us keep making the show. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll catch you next time.
Come